just four quick things with for you. First, from John chapter 1 and verse 14, the Bible says, and the word, um, and the word was with God. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm off from verse 1, sorry. Um, John chapter 1 and verse 14 says, it'd be good if I turned around and read it. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Now, what is this word that it's referring to? Well, we go back to John chapter 1 and verse 1, and we discover what the word is. It says, and the word was God, and the word was with God in the beginning. And so we learn here that the word that's referred to here in John chapter 1 and verse 14, the word that dwelt among us is God in human flesh. It is that God has come to the earth in human form. John chapter 1 and verse 3 says, through him, that is the word, all things were made without him. Nothing has been made or created that has been made. And so who is this baby in the manger? This is God come to earth, the creator, the sustainer of all of life. Who else is this baby in the manger? Well, Colossians chapter 1 and verse 17 tells us. It says, and in him, in Jesus, all things in our universe hold together. That is that Jesus is the one who holds all things in our universe together. Third thing, who is this baby in the manger? Number three, he is the commander of the angel armies. Revelation chapter 19 and verse 11 says, and I saw heaven open. This is John. He has this revelation of Jesus in heaven. He says, and I saw heaven open and behold a white horse. And he, referring to Jesus here, who sat upon it is called. And what are the next four words? The word of God. That's the one who sat upon the white horse. And so who is, who is this word? This is Jesus, Jesus, the commander of the armies of heaven. It says that he has written on his thigh, king of kings and lord of lords. And so finally, number four, who is this baby in the manger? He's the one who holds the keys of death and hell. Revelation chapter 1 and verse 18 says, I am he who lives and was dead, and I'm alive forevermore. I hold the keys of death and hell. So who are we dealing with in the manger? Who is this little baby that we celebrate this time of year? Well, he is, we are dealing with God the Son. God is three parts. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. This baby in the manger is God come to earth, God in human flesh. This is none other than the Lord Jesus Christ, God in the flesh, forever and eternally divine. This is, we're dealing with the creator of the universe in Mary's arms. We're dealing with the sustainer of the universe laying there in this hay amongst these animals. We're dealing with the giver of all life there in this little baby's form. Number three, we're dealing with the leader of the armies of heaven. Friends, the, ar the leader of the armies of heaven came to earth in a fragile form of a little baby. And number four, we're dealing with the owner of the keys of death and hell itself. Who is Jesus? Who is this little baby in the manger? He's the Lord of lords. He's the King of kings to whom every tongue, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that he is Lord to the glory of God the Father. That's who Jesus is. That's who this baby in the manger is. You say, okay, Gordon, well, I really appreciate that. I appreciate all that theological treatment that you give me. And I appreciate all this learning that you're giving me. But I mean, what difference does any of this make to my life? Yeah, I still got little baby Jesus laying there in the manger in my house. What difference does any of this make to me? Well, let's talk about that. Um, go back to that verse that we read at the beginning. John chapter 1 and verse 14, it says, The word became flesh, and where did it dwell? Among us. It dwelt among us. There's a wonderful word picture 
in the Jewish and the Hebrew amongst the Hebrew people that describes what it is, what it means when God comes and dwells among us. And it comes from the word tabernacle. I have a picture for you, and it's a picture of a tabernacle. That's a pretty good little tabernacle there. It's got the outer court around it, and then the tabernacle in the middle with the smoke coming out. And the smoke or the cloud that's rising out is a place where God's presence dwells. God literally dwelt among his people there in the desert as they're wandering around for 40 years. And later when this tabernacle, by the, word, by the way, the word tabernacle is a verb in the Hebrew language, and it means to dwell. It means to dwell. And so God came and tabernacled among his people there in the desert, amongst the Jewish people. And then later when they built a, a temple, a permanent temple, a house for God here on the earth, um, he would dwell inside of that temple as well. And so what it means is for the Hebrew people that is out there, out there wandering around in the desert, that God dwelt right in the middle of them. As you can see in that picture, there's tents all around the tabernacle. God's really right, he's right there in the middle of where all of his people are. He's plopped down in the middle of his people. He wanted to be up close to them. He wanted to be up close to the murmuring. He wanted to be up close, believe it or not, to the complaining and the rebellion. He wanted to be up close to the weak and the sick and the elderly and the disabled. He wanted to be up close to people who needed his help in every way. God put that tabernacle up close, right smack dab in the middle of where all of his people would encamp. John chapter 1 and verse 14 says, And the word became flesh and tabernacled, dwelt among us, this time in human flesh. God didn't say, I don't want to be around these people. It's not what God said. God said, I want to tabernacle. I want to dwell right in the midst of them. Why? Because he wants to be close to us. Why? Because he wants to be involved in our lives. Why? Because he wants to enter into our heartache and he wants to enter into our problems right along with us. So he dwelt, tabernacled among us. Friends, when we need help, bless, bless, we love little children, right? We love crying babies. We love them. When we need help, when we're facing pain and heartache and struggles, friends, we don't want to go to some palace somewhere, some king far off up on a hillside somewhere. We don't have to go up on some mountaintop somewhere. We want a God who's right there dwelling close to, wants to be involved in our lives. And that's who God is. He's the God who tabernacles, who dwells among us. Matthew chapter 1 and verse 23 confirms this. It says, the, the virgin will be with child, she'll give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. God with us. With us in heart, with us in soul, with us in sympathy, with us in our hospital room, with us in our sorrows, with us in our tears, with us in our times of need. I was sitting on the couch this afternoon. I was having a conversation with my mom. My mom and dad came down. They live up in Delaware. They were in Decula. They stay at my brother's house. And so we were sitting over there, and I was having a conversation with my mom. She was reminding me of Christmas last year. Last year, my dad had fallen on his way out of the house, and he had hurt his knee really bad. And so he was laid up in the hospital on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day and all the way through till New Year's. And my mom said she left the hospital on Christmas Eve, and she went to McDonald's and got a sausage biscuit, went home, sat down in an empty house, and cried. Right? I kind of sad, right? I just broke my heart. I was so glad that she was here this year, right? But friends, that's why that little baby in a manger brings such hope to us. Because it says that God is 
with us. God dwells among us. This is why 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7 says that we can cast all our cares on him because he cares for you. How do we know that he cares for us? Because he dwelt among us. Many of us here have lost loved ones, and Christmas can be a really difficult time. Some of us here have children that have run away from the Lord, and Christmas can be a difficult time. Many of us here have children that are, uh, are, are family members that are undergoing chemotherapy or illnesses, or we're struggling. Maybe some of us here have marriages that are in trouble, or we've got financial problems, or maybe a single mom who's bearing the burden of making a living and caring for her children. Friends, listen, there are heavy hearts in every single row up and down this sanctuary this evening. But I'm reminded this time of year that when our hearts are broken, we have a God who dwelt among us in the form of a little baby come to the manger. Friends, when our hearts are broken, we have a God who came down and dwelt among us, not a cold, distant God, but one's, one who longs to be involved in the lives of his people. The scriptures read, and the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. In just a few moments, we're going to share communion together. We're going to have our time for silent night. I'm going to have a prayer here in just a second, but as I'm praying, I'm going to ask for those that are going to be serving and our ushers to make their way up toward the front. Let's pray together. Most gracious God, we thank you so much for this evening. We thank you for this time of year. Lord, we love you, and we are grateful uh, as we're reminded of your sacrifice and coming to this earth. God, we ask that you would uh, just work through our families this Christmas season. God, that you would work in our hearts this Christmas season. You would remind us again, you would encourage us again, that that little baby in a manger would someday grow up to be a man who would die on the cross so that my sins, our sins, could be forgiven and we could spend eternity in heaven with you. Lord, as we turn our attention now toward this table, we ask, Lord, that you would examine our hearts. Lord, if there be any wicked way in us, may we repent of that and follow you fresh and new. We pray these things in Christ's holy name. Amen. Till he appears 
and I saw felt its worth. A thrill of hope, a weary world rejoices for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. Sweet hymns of joy 